joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am so excited about the show today that I am bringing to you with my phenomenal guest. You definitely are going to, first of all, want to get a piece of paper, get something to write back, write with, sit back and relax in your favorite chair with maybe your favorite beverage, have no interruptions or distractions because the information that is going to be disseminated in today's show is something definitely to help you keep more money in your pocket. So it's our wealth aspect, our wealth pillar. But it's informative and it's information that you can share, and the guest is absolutely phenomenal. You're not going to want to miss this show. So I'm going to give you a little peak curiosity type of question. Have you ever been out to buy a car and hated the process? That's the question, and we're going to have some more information around that in just a few minutes. But before we get started, um, I just want to, first of all, thank our sponsors, All Day Cable Incorporated, uh, telecommunications installation company located in Silicon Valley. They've been in business for 30 years, and their special specialties is installing network distribution systems, mainly voice data, fiber optic, cabling, wireless system, audio, video, speaker system, anything you need to help you communicate better, more effectively, more efficiently with your customers in your backyard or across the world, you definitely want to have your network set up so that it is pristine and that it makes the right connections the first time you use it. You want to check out alldaycableinc.com. And our next sponsor, Blissful, Living for You is a company designed to help you elevate, accelerate, and ignite that passion that you have with regards to feeling better, using the power of your mind more effectively and efficiently so that you can get the results that you're seeking, as well as building and sustaining the wealth that you make so that you keep more money in your pocket and give less to Uncle Sam or the government. And with the new tax laws going on, from what I've heard, more and more people are getting less and less on their tax refunds. So if you want to keep more money in your pocket and build that money so that it goes through the roof and you have money for to do whatever you want to do in life, then you definitely want to check out Blissful Living for You. They've got some great programs, and I know that there's something to help everyone. All righty, you guys. So did I pique your curiosity with the fact that if you've ever gone out to buy a car, I know back in the day it used to take hours to negotiate to buy that car, and you always kind of felt like you won, but then when you got in the car and you drove away, you liked your car and everything, but you kind of also felt like you got digged in the behind as well. If you've ever gone through that process, you don't have to do that anymore. If you don't like going to deal with the car salesman, you don't have to do that anymore. We live in a new day and age where buying a car can be as easily and streamlined as possible, and it can be working the way you want it to work. And you probably really, you know, you don't really have to do much, but listen to the guidance of my next guest, Ms. Teresa Crawford, the phenomenal owner of Let's Buy a Car, and she is a car surge. And we're going to explain to you what that is and why it's so important for you to know because what she does and what she will share with you is going to help you keep more money in your pocket. It's going to help you get that car of your dreams. And you won't have to sit all day or hours in the doggone car dealership trying to negotiate the best deal that you think is possible for you. So let me tell you a little bit about Miss Teresa. Now, Teresa is a really good friend, but she has this phenomenal business called Let's Buy a Car, and she is really a true car fanatic. 
she loves sharing her her knowledge about cars with anyone who asks, especially when she knows it's going to help people. She really is um, a gal that loves helping people. Raised in a small town of, um, oh, my gosh, I can't even see what this is, Miss Teresa, but ra- she's raised in a small town in the south. We're gonna, I'm going to let her tell you the town and the logistics and all that. Um that small town in the south in Georgia, um, and she's had the love of cars for decades. Her journey to car sales took a winding turn, and she um, has had a lot of upbreaks and heartbreaks when it comes to that. She lost her mom at a young age, and she raised her three children as a single mom and held down three jobs while earning her bachelor's and master's degree in business administration. She spent over 30 years perfecting client care, and six years in car sales industry. Now, while working at a car dealership, she was the top in car sales and client care for many, many months in a row. And in 2015, she decided to strike out on her own and help her clients save time, hassle, and the thousands of dollars by managing the car buying process for them by starting her own company called Let's go buy a car. She is a self-titled carcierge. I love that. And Teresa has purchased cars for multiple clients in more than 40 states from hundreds of dealerships. Teresa believes that when it comes to buying a car, most people need to make a decision that will be happy, make a decision that they will be happy with for years. And with instruction and encouragement from someone who has been there and girls and guys have done that. Save money and save time and use a concierge like Miss Teresa Crawford to purchase your next vehicle. And as you can see, she's an expert. She's uniquely qualified to help you understand everything you need to know about saving money on buying cars. Now, Teresa has came out with a book. And we're going to share this book with you. And I think it's really, really, really important for you guys to understand that this book is filled with information and it's it's catered or geared to women, but men can use it as well. And I'm going to highly recommend that if you're a man and you're listening to this show, stay tuned because there's always stuff that you can learn. But you might want to just pick up this book for the women in your family, in your life, that you want to help save lots of money, stress, and headache when it goes to buying their next car. So without any further delay, let me welcome Miss Teresa Crawford to Blissful Living. Hey, Miss Teresa, how you doing? Hey, Rochelle, I'm amazing. How are you? Thank you for having me. Girl, you know I'm absolutely fabulous, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes, I do. I do. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. It is. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Is that me, girl? Yes, you you know you're phenomenal, and and you are the expert when it comes to um you know getting cars. Let me share something with the the listeners. So, listeners out there, there was an event that um we were all going to speak at, and the event host wanted to do something really extra special for the VIP attendees that was attending this event, and the event was in Dallas, Texas. Now, as I mentioned to you, Teresa is a Southern girl, not a Texas Southern girl, but she's a Southern girl from Georgia, and she lives in um, North Carolina. So her, you would think that her connections are over there, not worldwide like they are. But the event host wanted these special cars because she wanted to make the guests feel like, you know, they were the Beyonce's of the world. And so Teresa did a thing, y'all. She got some cars that um, that the ladies were able to use that night. Yes. Out to a really exclusive restaurant. And I'm going to let her tell you, just so we jump in hot and heavy, I'm going to let her tell you the cars that she was able to get for so that the ladies could have a real, true VIP million-dollar experience like none other before, and it has never happened in any of their lives 
before. So, Teresa, share yeah. with yes, the listeners yes. the type of cars that you got for the women that evening. Well, let me kind of rewind a little bit because I want them to understand how I work. Now, when I got there, I was supposed to be picking up some Bentleys. That was the plan. And I always get there. I always get places early because strategically, I want to make sure that everything is is in line to go smooth. So I got there early, got to Bentley, and Bentley was supposed to give us a few cars. And all of a sudden, Bentley was like, oh, well, we're not going to give you but one car. And I've got um, (laughs) like... 40 or 50 women. So it's like, huh? Okay, so plan B, I've got to find some more cars. So I get to doing what I do. But I ended up with, um, I think I had three Rolls Royce. I had the the Maybach Mercedes. I think my man had two Maybach Mercedes. Is that what I had? Three Rolls three Rolls Royce and two of the Mercedes and Maybach, is, I think, is what we had. But we didn't have the Bentley. Womp womp. So sorry, Bentley, but Rolls Royce came in and uh, took over, <laughs> and I got them all in a matter of a day just by being in the business, knowing who to call, making the connections. So the ladies didn't even know what we were going to have out there. So we had all the ladies like in evening gowns, makeup, dressed up. And then we had all the cars rolled up in the front, and they took the ladies to the restaurant and, you know, parked and then brought all the ladies back. So it was definitely a first-class experience done by Let's Go Buy a Car. And what, tell, you got to tell them about the special one, the, the one that starts with the G and ends with that T. Because I don't think they, I mean, Bentleys, I love them. You know, but Rolls Royces are. When you think of a Rolls Royce, you think of somebody. You think of somebody with money. You uh-huh, know what I'm talking uh-huh, about. Uh-huh. But there's a special Rolls Royce that does special things. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We yeah, because we got to elevate. We got to let them know okay, exactly. Yeah. So what we didn't have the tonight. Yeah, we had the Rolls Royce Ghost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> correct me, correct me, Rochelle. I'm sorry. We have the we have the ghost. Yeah. And then one of the ghosts no, they were all white ghosts. <laughs> yeah, they were all white ghosts as a matter of fact. So yeah. So um we did it, we did it in style. So see you guys out there. I when I bring when I say I'm bringing somebody to you to help you save money and keep more money in your pocket, you know I don't I don't mess around with it because you know money is a precious thing and without it, you know you really can't step into your glory and live the life of your dreams. So I wanted to share that experience with you so that you can understand that Teresa Crawford is the real deal. Her car surge business is the real deal and you definitely want to pay attention now to what we've got to share about her business let's go buy a car so Teresa tell us what is the first thing we should know when it comes to buying cars well the first thing that you should know when when it comes to buying cars is what kind of car do you want and can you afford it? That's the first thing you should know. What do you want and can I afford it? Because with a car, we all want the best. We want the right. best. You know, we all we all have the, the car that's on the top of our list. We have a mid-range car, and then there's a car that we can afford. So... <laughs> Right. So most people, most people, you know, it's like, okay, I want the one that that's in the middle, but they really can't afford that one right now. So they have to start with what you can afford. And what I do is I'll find out their mid-range car, but then I also know what they can afford with the consultation. And I, I'll meet them halfway. So I try to get them a little bit more, but I take them halfway. 
you know, to where they want to be. Now, sometimes, right. sometimes they can they can go to the top and don't even realize it because they're in situations where they have a they don't know how to back hard, mm-hmm. and they're paying they're paying the top range for a mid range car because mm. they've been taken advantage of. Oh, they, wait, wait, wait. Uh, me, my, Hold up. Oh, okay. Hold up, Teresa. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Did you know that there are people out there that don't even know that they're paying top dollars, top range for a mid-range vehicle? That's that's huge right there because how many of you mm-hmm. went out there, bought a car, thought you got a deal, and really didn't get a deal? You actually end up paying more than what you should have paid for the car that you got because it was really a mid-range car, but you paid a top dollar price. So I just want to say, pay attention, listen up. Okay, Teresa, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And, ex- and and then the way you the way I'm going to say that you're paying top range is because a dealership will call you in and say, hey, come in and trade your car. We can put you in a new car. And you get excited because you think, oh, my God, I can get a new car but you've only had your car for 18 months. They bring you in, they take you out of your your car with your leather, and they put you in a car that's got cloth, but it's a new car. But it's, a, mm. it's actually a downgraded car, but it's a new car. So they've taken all of your payments because you still have negative equity. So they've added that to the cheaper car, mm. extended your payments all over, Made the price probably the same, but the equity is now you've got so much negative equity, the value of the car is lower, but you've got a newer car. Your payment is the same, but the car is not worth anything. So it's really a downgraded version. So they, they get you on the premise that we're putting you in a new car. Exactly, for the same amount. To mm-hmm. the cost seats, and mm-hmm. because you don't have quote unquote, you have less than two years equity, you think you're getting a deal because you're thinking, okay, they're paying off my car, blah, blah, blah. But actually, what's happening they're is not paying they're rolling, right. they're not they're paying rolling that they're in, rolling right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adding it to the new car. So you're still, now you're paying for two cars. Right. And you're in a downgraded version than what you had prior. Exactly. And then guess what? And then a month later, you realize these seats aren't heated. I gave her my leather seats. These seats don't even get hot. Where is my sunroof? I don't like this car anymore. Then you want to take it back, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're $15,000 in negative equity, and there's nothing we can do for you. Right. Wow. And so now now you're in that situation, and then they'll call me like, Teresa, what can I do? Um, well, I've gotten people out of that situation, but what I have to do is you got to go up. I got to take you up. You can't go down. Now I got to take you up because I've got to find a card that will carry $15,000 worth of negative equity. Right. You know, but they've got to be people that have some money, have some credit that are prepared to go up. You can't go down when you're in a situation like that, which is unfortunate, but I have gotten people out of that situation. So, you know, it just depends on a person's situation that we can always help them. But it's just, you know, it's every person is going to be different. Every person's situation is unique. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, why is going to the car dealership like going to the dentist? I know I hate going to the dentist. <laughs> it's always a painful experience. So why is going to a car dealership like that? This, this, well, you you get the same pain, but it's a mental pain. You know, like I tell people, you know, when you go to the to a car dealership, people actually are almost get sick. Some people get literally physically sick because it's kind of like they hyperventilate. They're right. afraid. They don't know the process. They don't want to walk in. They don't want to look at a salesperson. They are totally afraid because. They feel like, you know, I'm going to run into a shady salesperson. This person is not going to help me. I don't want to talk to anybody. They're going to take advantage of me. But that's the, that's the concept. I mean, that's the, I think because 
back in, let me go back, back in the day, mm-hmm. you had the salesmen that had the blue book in their pockets. Right. You know, it was a, they had it in their pockets. You didn't have access to the Internet. You didn't know anything. And the blue book was a big old secret. So nobody knew what was in the blue book. But that's how they knew the value of the card. So they could charge you what they wanted because you couldn't research the cars. So back then, they could just really take advantage of you. But see, now you've got so much, so much research. But now people walk in, and when you see a lot of salesmen gathered together, people walk in and they feel like, oh my God, they're gonna, they're gonna get me, they're gonna get me. And I used to work in a dealership, you know, and women would come in, they would go to the desk. They're like, do you have a female salesperson? I don't want to deal with the men. So it's almost mm-hmm. like, and they see me, it's like, I'm walking up, it's like, ta-da! You know, it's like, oh, my God, you're my saving grace. I'm so glad they've got a woman. But, and they'll just say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid because they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And they don't know how to buy a car. And they're afraid of spending too much or being taken advantage of and don't understand the process. So it's just that fear of paying for this car too long, leaving not being happy, you know, so. Right. Yeah, they're afraid. So it's like with regards to the, the process, okay, so, you know, of course, a salesman approach men coming in to buy a car, completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but women, generally women go in and buy a car, um, if they're married, you know, with their spouse or whatever, or they go in with a brother or, you know, some male figure. But, um, there have been times where I know I went with my mom a couple of times back in the blue book secret pocket holding mm-hmm. <laughs> top secret information days <laughs> where, you know, we would be in there for hours and they would see her and it's almost like, you know, you hear the slot machine paying off. You know, we got it's like we got a sucker coming in right now. You know, she's uh-huh. a female without a she's a female with a female without a man, right? Uh-huh. Um, and we and it was just it was it was a painful process. But the thing that was always so funny was that my mom would always mention. Now, her and my my dad had got divorced, but my dad had worked for Ford Motor Company for quite a long time. And so she would always, she would let them get to, you know, the process of whatever, and then she would drop a dime on them. Oh, well, yeah, my husband, even though they were divorced, my husband is a mechanic for Ford Motor Company, blah, 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 and I'm coming in and and picking out the car and getting all the details situated, but he's going to come in and give it the final once-over. He's going to look at everything for me. Now, that wasn't going to happen, but she learned Mm -hmm you know, that uh, if she said that, because at that point in time she really couldn't stand him, but if she said that, the whole, <laughs> the whole like, you could see the, literally the salesman's face would just totally change, like, oh, my God, wow, wow. a man, yeah. Yeah. It, you know. So it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. Now, I don't know if they ever gave her the best deal or what the case might be. I just know it was a long process, and she mm-hmm. would walk out with a car, but... It was just interesting that you say that, you know, people are afraid because they don't, nobody wants to be taken advantage of, you Mm -hmm. know, or feel like they think they got a deal and then they drive off and and realize they really didn't get a deal. They got really digged in the booty, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I can see why, you know, women um, become vulnerable targets in that capacity because we already go in there fearful. And I could totally see why going to a car dealership is like going to a dentist because it, it is a painful experience if you don't know what to do and if you don't have a car surge like you. Now, um, you worked in the car industry, and I know you worked for, um, you know, a luxury car dealership. <laughs> um, but you only did that for about three years. What was the turning point with regards to making you, as you say in your book, be done with the car industry in that capacity? Well, when I went to the um, when I when I worked in the car industry, I was recruited. I never ever thought I would be like working with in a car dealership. I was recruited, you know, from from the I was the general manager at Charlotte Airport. Was recruited there to come 
to a dealership. That's how I started. So me being in corporate America for probably close to 30 years, you know, I had a six-week vacation. You know, the the lifestyle of being a corporate person. A seasoned employee, right? <laughs> exactly. After, like, you know, the days off, weekends, holidays, all that good stuff. So when I went into the to the car dealership, it was kind of like, uh-oh. I got there, and I was like, what? There's no structure? Where's the policies? How does this work? There was, like, totally, uh, it was, like I said in the book, it was like the wild, wild west. It was kind of like we just do what we do. You know, there was a meeting every day, but it was kind of like, um, wow. You know, I used to write policies. So, and I was, you know, like, ran, a, you know, go through HR, make sure everything is done right. And it was kind of like, ooh, okay. But you worked all these long hours. Like, you know, you get there at 9, it may be 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes when I got home. You worked on the weekends. You worked holidays. I was like, did I just sell my soul to the devil? Because I, I was supposed to be, like, on the downside of life. Not right. On the downside right. of life, not, not, not going back to where I started from. So, you know, I was like, okay, so I learned, I learned everything, you know, at Honda, um, Started there, got my training there, went to Mercedes, you know, and, and I closed it at Mercedes because I realized, like, you know what, these dealerships are just not for me. You know, just being in here these hours, and when you, you know, you make good money, but when you look at the hours that you spend there and you total it up, it's really not worth it because I felt like I lost three years of my life being there. You know, it's like, okay, I don't see my granddaughter. I'm missing it. The family, I'm like, I lost three years, and I don't know where they went because they went by so fast. And then I saw people having heart attacks. I saw people there that, like, never saw their families. They just work. The men there, they just work, and they just, the wives are living good, but the men just work. I'm like, you know what? This won't be me. So three years, it was like enough. And the day that I, um, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm done, I'm out. And it was crazy because the day that I quit, you know, the general manager, I was at my desk typing, you know, leaving out like a good little employee, typing up my little resignation letter like a good little employee. And and he called me in his office, which I didn't see everything that was going on around me because I was typing up my little letter like a good little employee. And he called me in the office when I went in the office you know, the HR was in there, and the um, the sales, general sales manager was in there. And there was like, um, Teresa, you know, we're calling you in here, and you're the last one. We've talked to everybody else. But um, you were calling everybody in because you've been late to work like nine times last month. <laughs> what? Girl, listen. <laughs> On a job that I don't get paid per hour, I only get paid commission, and I'm at my desk typing up, you've interrupted me because I'm typing up my resignation letter. And you right. said that I've been late nine times. So I started laughing because in my mind, I really didn't see this going the way that they thought it was going to go. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, so I, so I'm laughing. I thought I was laughing in my mind, but it really came out loud. So they was kind of looking at me strange, like, is she laughing? <laughs> <laughs> so he said, he said, are you laughing? I was like, did I laugh out loud? He was like, yes, you did. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I am laughing. He said, do you think it's funny? I said, I think it's uh, hilarious, you know. He's like, well, Teresa, you know why? I was like, well, you know, first of all, you calling out the minutes that I've been late. What about the days that I was we close at, at 8, and I'm here till 12. What about all right. of those hours that I worked over versus the minutes that I was late and I don't get paid for? And you're calling me in here for some minutes, for nine days worth of minutes? I was like, I tell you what, you can write on your little piece of paper right here. So by the time I stood up, and remember, too, let me go back, that I used to work law enforcement. So sometimes I still have a law enforcement Stance that may appear a little aggressive, but I wasn't aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I stood over his desk. I was like, you can write on your little paper right here that 
Teresa Crawford will never be late again. And he was like, why is that? I said, because I, uh, but I said, quit. Look. <laughs> oh. Yes. So that was it. And I was like, and that's the day that I was done. And normally when people leave, he like walks them to their desk and make sure they pack up all their stuff and walk them out. So I walked out. And, by, and I think I got a little loud because all the guys were standing outside because they knew Teresa was, was not going to just take that. You know, they were standing outside. Right. Before, it was like, oh, they was waiting on me to just act up. So they saw it, you know. So they laughing. And I go to my desk and I'm packing them my stuff. And then he didn't come to my desk to help me, to walk me out. And I finished doing what I was doing at my desk and finished my little stuff at my desk. I was waiting for him to walk out to come over to the desk. He never came back because I was like, oh, shoot, I have some more stuff I probably wanted to say. And if it comes to my desk, I can finish saying it. You know how you say something and you realize, like, I, I didn't say this. And he's kind of right. to come back. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, but he didn't come back to the desk, so I never did finish saying what I probably wanted to say. But, uh, <laughs> but, he, but after that, I packed up my stuff. And I left and went, I went to play golf. And I just posted on my little social media, like, hey, while everybody's at work, I quit my job and I'm playing golf today. So that was. Wow. I mean, that, <laughs> you know, I know people out there listening can relate to that experience where, you know, um, you stay late, you go the extra mile, you do all this stuff, and the minute you you come in late one or two times, um, they they want to have an attitude, but no one takes into account that you've stayed late way more than one or two times. I had a right. boss one time tell me that I was late four minutes, four days in a row, but yet wow. I stayed 30 minutes to an hour late every day working, you know, after I was working. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, to heck with it. What the heck am I going to stay late for if you don't appreciate, you know, if you don't appreciate it and you're going to, you going to, you know, and he told me if you come in late one more day, I'm going to write you up. So I was like, oh, what the heck? So, you know, I totally right. get it. I'm getting off track and off subject, but it's like, you know, that's why you gave up working in the car industry because there were no rules. There was no statement of operating procedures. You know, you come and you come early, you stay late, you work in holidays, you work in weekends, you miss in time mm-hmm. with your family, you work mm-hmm. in for commission, and all that you're doing is not appreciated. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm so glad you decided to leave the business and start a car share service so that um, you get to pick your own times, who you want to work with, you know, make your money and, and live life to the fullest that you get to create your own, you know, your own day-to-day agenda. And if you don't want to work that day or you don't, you don't have to. But if you want to work Absolutely. after it, we can do that too. And so it puts you back in total control of your destiny. Now, I want to – there's a story that I want you to tell. But before we get to the story about the state trooper at 13 – Oh, I heard it. I want you to tell the people out there listening that crash and burn car buying mistake that people make and how to avoid it. This guy, this you guys really want to pay attention to. So one of the cra- one of the crash and burns that I always say, um, you know, I don't want to give you everything that's in the book because I want you to buy the book. But <laughs> but one of the crash and burns is um. Yeah, one of the major, um, I think one of the major mistakes is when you go to a dealership, and this is big, is that when you walk in, the first thing they want to know is how much do you want your payment to be, or how much can you how much can you afford to pay a month? Mm. And and the first thing we do is tell them, I'm not going to pay over five hundred dollars. Yep. Bingo. That's all I need. Because now they've got you. And you don't understand how. Because because what just happened is you just told them, Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna pay over five hundred dollars. So that means that if I tell you if I come back and tell you I can get you a car for four hundred and ninety seven dollars that you're gonna buy a car today. As long as it's not over five hundred dollars, so you're sold. As long as you get a car under five hundred dollars, so what they can do is they can go and find a car. The car can actually be—I don't have my calculator with me. So let's just say 
500 times 72. I don't know. You if want to have a calculator? Hold on. Let's just. 500 times 72? Mm-hmm. Um, let's so just what, do that. Seven, 72 is what. Um, let's do this. Let's times do that. 500. That's 36,000. Wait a minute. Let me see. 72 times 500. Okay, that's 36,000. Okay, so if we say, you know, so that means that you can pay $36,000 for a car, okay? Because so, you don't want to pay over $500. So we got $36,000 that we can play with. So they may go and find a car. You may say, okay, I want a, a Honda um, EXL. They may go and find a car that's $18,000. Or maybe, no, let's just say $20,000. They go find a car that's twenty thousand dollars, and the car has everything on it that you like. It's got leather, sunroof, everything you want. It's got everything on it that you want. It may have some miles, a little, you know, higher miles, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You drive the car. You're in love with the car because it's better than the car that you have. So the car is twenty thousand dollars. So that car would have been way less than five hundred dollars. Okay. So now, but you still can pay five hundred dollars. So we can we now we can add gap insurance, we can add extended warranties, we can add tire and wheel protection, we can add we can matter of fact we can take your interest up to like seventeen percent. And we still oh. may be whatever we may take it up to eleven percent, whatever, we still may be under five hundred dollars. And we made a boatload of money off of you because if I do all of this on this car I can, and then we come back and present you the numbers like, okay, this is the car, but what we're going to give you, we're going to give you, um, we're going to add a, an extended warranty for you. That means that the car will be protected for this long. We're going to do um, um, do a paint protection on it. If anything spills on it, we're going to cover the seats. We're going to um, cover your engine. We're going to do this. We're going to add gap insurance. We're going to do all of this. And guess what, guess what we're going to do it all for? We're going to do everything for $495. You're like, what? What? I'll take it. And you sign it. And then your bill is, when you get your paperwork, you just paid $36,000 for a $20,000 car. Yes, but you got your payment where you wanted it. Wow. So I guess the lesson is don't go in there. And with the payment, know what you, if you get the car for the price that you wanted, the payment is going to be where you need it to be. Worry about the cost, the price of the car, not the payment. Focus on the price of the car. Don't focus on the payment. Because if the price of the car is where it should be, the payment is also going to be where it should be. Don't ever focus on a payment. Focus on the price of a car. Okay, that that's huge. You know, I'm, you know, I have the the dream of, um, you know, getting my range, getting a range, another Range Rover. Um, how much you want? How much you want your payment to be? <laughs> well, I'm not going to focus on the payment price. Well, I want to focus job, on the job, price of the car. Job. Right? Good job. You know, exactly. <laughs> wow, that's interesting because you know they do do that. That's a, that's that is. I mean, anybody knows that they all. You go in there like, okay, how much you want your payment to be? Well, I don't want my payment to be mm-hmm. more than three hundred. Does it? Mm-hmm. Does that same philosophy work if you are going to lease a car? Because you know that's real big right now too. Well, leasing is a little different because the leasing rates are pretty much set. You know, okay. leasing rates are set. The leasing rates are kind of set. So. It doesn't work for a lease because the leasing is a totally different, you know. So not for leases. Okay, okay, that that yeah. that might be um, another segment we have to do when it comes to leasing versus buying a car. Since we're so focused right. on that buying a car, but we'll just we'll yeah. just say we'll bring Teresa back for part two, and she can talk to us and educate us about the best way to lease a car so that it's beneficial to us versus mm-hmm. to the dealership. But I want to ask her some more questions with regards to, you know, she's got this phenomenal book you guys are going to want to pick up. 
especially if you got women in your life, but even you guys will want to pick it up because there's um, we're just scratching the surface of what's inside the book. But I want to give you some teasers and pique your curiosity with regards to um, what she has to share and her knowledge behind this. And, and hopefully you will indulge in, of course, buying the book as many as possible, but also indulge in her services because she can help you no matter where you are. So don't think because she's in North Carolina and you're in California that she can't help you because she can. So just keep that in mind as we continue our conversation. Now, what's the, um, you know, there's there's some mistakes um, with regards to, you know, people, I, I know people who have done this, they bought a car, they loved it, but, you know, for whatever reason, they got buyer's remorse or they realize they really can't afford the Bentley, they should have got the Honda, or, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying, and they want to take the car back. Is oh. that... Um, is that a possibility? Is there good news associated with that, or is it bad news associated with yeah, that? Yeah, it's bad news associated with that. That's that's bad news. Yeah, there's never good news if you want to take it back. Yeah. So, so even you, though, yeah, so because you, you know how some dealers are like, oh, mm-hmm. if you're not happy, you, you know, you we'll give you three days or whatever. You've got a seven day. Yeah, you've got a seven day yeah. return policy. Read the fine print. So with the seven days, it may say like. Well, you can only, it shouldn't be driven over 500 miles or mm. you're going to have a lot of fine print with it. But, and you're also going to have to return it to get another car. Not return it and get your money back. So you can, oh. return, it to, you can return it to trade it for something else. But also remember, once you return the car, that you're not, Giving the car back, you're going to be trading the car. So when you trade the car, now you're trading a car that is now owned by you because now you're listed as another owner for the car. So instead of the car being one home, a one-owned car, it's a two-owned car, which means that the price of the car has depreciated. And you oh. are going to carry that depreciation value. So if you bought it for for $20,000 and the car, the trade-in value is $15,000, then they may say, okay, well, we'll trade the car for $15,000. And then the $5,000 may be carried over to your new car that you're going to purchase. Oh, wow. So, so in essence, if, say, you bring the car back, you had it for three days, you, you know, whatever. You bring the car back, um, and now, you know, it is true what they say. When you drive the car off the lot, the value of the car drops like that. That is true. So now you bring the car mm-hmm. back because you don't like it or whatever the case may be, and mm-hmm. they say, okay, we'll give you 15000 for it, um, but they actually take the money that is that I want to say that filler money, that space money that is missing between the twenty you paid and the fifteen they're gonna give you, and they add mm-hmm. that to the price of the other car that mm-hmm. they're now kind of, right. Oh, wow. right. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get the same thing you paid for. That's not gonna happen. Wow. So, so you're not gonna. That get won't it. happen. You, you're not gonna no. get it. Okay. No. What about this? What about this one? Um, I guess it's kind of the same. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here it is. I know someone that this happened to. She bought a car. Notice I said she. She bought a car. Uh-huh. And when uh-huh. she was buying the car, the whole time the salesperson was like, yeah, if any time, you, you kind of talked about this, if any time within the next two years, no, if at the end of the, at the two-year period, you can just come back, you can bring the car back, and we'll just um, take the value of the car and apply it to um, a, a new car for you. Say, I'm going to say Honda Civic. She got a Honda Civic. Bring your Honda Civic back in 24 months. Everything will be good. You know, as long as you keep the miles under such and such miles, we will apply, we'll apply, we'll actually give you, we'll take your card as a trade-in and give you, say, now a Honda Accord at the same price. However, when she went to do that, you know, they're hounding her. 24 months is coming up. She's like, oh, no, I really like my Civic. I'm going to keep it. You know, the guy's like, oh, come in. We'll make a deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we promised you, blah, blah, blah. She goes in there, and um, 
they and this and she was smart about this. She took her dad because she's a young girl. She took her dad with her, and he was with her when she purchased a car. She did all the negotiations and stuff, but he was with he was just with her, right? As like you know support. So she took her dad with her. Um, because they were hounding her to bring the car back because they wanted to upgrade. She's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a tall girl. You know, I might look good in a Honda Accord. He's got a little bit more room, than whatever. Get there, and they completely flipped the script, okay? The dude that was offering her the deal that was hounding her, well, he wasn't available. Uh, the other dude said that that was impossible. And then the manager who was there when she bought the car originally um, where she had written down his name and what he said and all that kind of stuff, said he didn't say that, and she had the name, the date, the time, the exact, you know, and he was like, well, we can't do that. You know, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. We, You know, we can put you in a newer Honda Civic, but, you know, we can't just upgrade you to a, a court and keep your payments the same. So she said, you know, that's fine. Cool. I'm good with what I got, and just turned around and walked out. But mm-hmm. it was like, is that something that happens? Why do they do that to unsuspecting um, customers with the promise, you know, they sell them the car with the promise of, yeah, you can bring it back in in two years and upgrade, and we'll just, your payments will be the same. We'll just give you the upgraded car um, when that's really not how it works. Um, right, because they're trying to close the deal, you know, and it's almost like that's the shady part that I don't like because when you're telling people, all of these lies to close the deal and people think that they can come back and get what they want, you know, that'll give them an incentive to buy. So they think, you know what? Okay. I'll get the car. I'll keep the car a year. I can come back and I can refinance and I can do this. No, you can't. That's not going to happen. You can't do that. So salespeople that tell people that those are the people that end up in a bad situation because you Mm -hmm. can't do that. You can't okay. do that. I did a, I did a, 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 you know, I went live today to tell people about refinancing. You can't do that. So even, right. you know, when people say bring it back in a year, there's nothing you can do in a year. There's absolutely nothing you can do bringing a car back in a year except lose money. Right. Unless you buy the car, even if you buy the car cash, you can take it back in a year and you can trade it because it's your car, but you're still going to lose a lot of money. Because you're mm. not going to get what you paid for it, you'll right. get money for it, but you're not going to. You're going to lose money because the car, a car, is a depreciating asset. Right. So within a year, you're going to lose the most money off of a car during the first eighteen months that you have the car if you have to trade oh. it in. Okay. Okay. Did you guys hear that? If you have to trade in your car within the first 18 months of having it, you're going to lose the most amount of money. That, I guess, is the biggest period of time when the depreciation value really be really drops. And uh-huh. so the first 18 months, the first 18 months, you want to pay attention to that. I want to ask you, um, you know, we we all see, I know, I I'm so guilty. I like the top of the top of the top. So whatever I go to buy, I want all the bells and whistles. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it's a, uh, you know, like when I bought my Mercedes back in the day, you know, I couldn't just get the regular Mercedes. I had to get the Mercedes with the sport. Well, I've kind of got the boy feeling, but I had to get it with the sports, the supercharged, the, you know, the upgraded rims and, you know, all this stuff. Not realizing, girl, that I didn't even take a, take a look and pay attention to the markups and the cost of the markups. I know now the game, but can you share a little wisdom about, what people should understand when it comes to the markups on a vehicle that is just tickled they fancy and they want so bad. Okay. So um, that's when you're going into the luxury class. So once you get up into the luxury class, a base model luxury car is going to have everything. So the base model, just say a base model Mercedes is going to be with leather. It's going to have a sunroof. It's going to have um you know, your CD player, it's going to have everything. So that's going to be based on it. But then you get additional package packages. So you have drive assist packages. You can have the right. sports packages. You can have the luxury packages. So 
there's so many, you know, you got the massage seat packages, you've got the back seat um, heating and cool seat packages. It's like yes, I know. you can, you can, yeah, you can so pimp a Mercedes. Uh, you can, you can pimp them out, but all of those packages you pay for, you know, you pay for every package that you get. So you can get a Mercedes Air Class if you get a base Mercedes Air Class for about. $109,000, it's got everything that you ain't going to never use. So <laughs> it's got everything. It's got everything on on a base Mercedes S-Class. It's got everything you will never use. So when you keep adding packages on up to like $130,000, it's still going to have all the packages that you'll probably still never use. But the car does everything. So right. you get a car that does Every, everything. And when I say you pay for what you get, you pay for what you get because that's a different standard of writing. Right. And I tell people all the time, don't ever, don't ever think that you can't afford it because somebody who, you know, if you get the same car in six years, that car that's 130 is going to be 50 or $60,000. That you can afford. Right. You know, and you're going to still have the same massage seat and you're going to still have the same $130,000 car for $50,000. So you can still ride in the luxury and not pay the luxury. And so people always get caught up on, well, the service is going to be high. The the service is going to be just like the service on any other car. As long as you take care of your car change the oil, make sure everything is done, you're okay. The service is going to be the service. That's just like your body. If you don't exercise, if you don't eat right, guess what? Your body is going to need service because you're going to be in a hospital paying the hospital bill. That's just like your car. If you don't service your car and change the oil, it's going to be in the hospital, and you're going to be paying the hospital bill on your car. So it's the same thing. So you have to understand that. On any car, if you don't change the oil on a Honda, then you're going to still replace the engine. Right. So, so basically, don't ever you don't com- need all, all those markups. Because I'm laughing at, I'm laughing as you're saying that, like, the seat, the seat warmers in the back and the air, you know, the air-conditioned seats. I'm spoiled, yeah, and, you know, I do, like, nice luxury things. But I'm laughing because my car has that. And, girl, I don't think there's ever been anybody, well, okay, maybe two times that I've had people in the back seat and they darn sure didn't use the seat warmer or the air conditioning seat. You know, I've had the car for a while. I don't even know all the functionalities. I'm discovering stuff every day with my car, and I've had the car for, like, almost seven years. So it's like, it's like you know, did I really need all this extra stuff in my car? No. Because mm-hmm. it is a luxury vehicle, and no matter what, it was gonna have. It was I was gonna be riding pretty, anyways. But I'm laughing because it's like she's so right. You know, when you buy a luxury vehicle, even if you buy quote the bottom line, you may not get the rims, but you can always go after market and put rims on it if that's your thing. But you still get the nice leather. You still get all the functionalities and all of that. You don't wait, 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 Rochelle, Rochelle, hold on, wait, Rochelle, let me stop you real quick. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you with this right here. Okay, (laughs) you buy a lux when you buy a luxury car. Don't go and put don't go and pimp it out with the rims from the rim shop. Oh yes. Okay, because the luxury car drive has drive features, and uh, now the new cars they can drive themselves, they can park themselves, they can do a lot of things by themselves. With the wheels and the tires that come on the cars from the factory. So once you take those wheels and put the ones from the rim shop, oh right, so those tires and rims don't know what to do because they're not programmed for those drive features. So you just threw off your whole. Forty five hundred dollar drive system because oh, wow. you wanted to pimp you wanted to pimp your ride. So right, now right. 
when you put it in, when you try to get it to do parallel parking for you, it's going to be like, I don't know what to do because these tires and rims don't belong to me. You, you, you just, you took me to the aftermarket. So guess what? I don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. So no, if you're going to do tires and wheels, make sure you get them from the manufacturer because once you go out and do that, then you really just mess up the warranty on the car because they're not covered. And if it doesn't work, then that's on you. So people don't go out and replace them. When you pimp your ride, make sure the dealership does it. And make sure they do it with the manufacturer brand so all of your um, your drive functions can work. Because there's a lot of wow. to these new cars. Well, you know what? That thank you for sharing that because that's that's I'm sure a lot of people don't know that and we see it all right because you was about to pimp because you was about to pimp your ride, <laughs> girl. I'm trying to tell you, but you know what I'm saying. I, people do that all the time, and mm-hmm. and you know because they see something they like and then they see, you know, they have a vision in their head as to what they want to be riding in and don't realize that what you may get at the aftermarket, if you're not buying it from BMW, Mercedes, Maybach, you know, or, you know, Lexus or whoever, if it, mm-hmm. if you're not buying it for them, from them, um, then you, you're subject to messing up the whole functionality of the car and the way it was designed. I, I, I never when thought you, of that. Right, and when you trade it, it decreases the value of your car because mm. just because you like it, Nobody else is gonna want to buy it because a true right. Mercedes, a true Mercedes, uh, a true Mercedes fans client is gonna buy the Mercedes for the ride, and right. they don't want to ride in your twenty-five inch rims. That's gonna be bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't. They don't want that ride. They want the ride from the rims that Mercedes put on it, so they can have, right. so they can can sell like a like a boat, you know, and and the car can do what it's supposed to do. They don't want that car. So when you try to trade that car, then the value of the car is not going to, you're not going to get anything for it because the value has depreciated because now you've taken the wheels off and put these aftermarket wheels on. But if you're going to do it, then make sure that you save your wheels and put the factory wheels back on it when you trade it so you can get the value of the car. Wow. Money saver right there, you guys, the money maker right there. We are coming close to our time, and so I want to squeeze in one more question. But her book, Let's Go Buy a Car, is that the correct title of the book? No. The name of the book is The Top Seven Mistakes Women Car Buyers Should Avoid. And it's on The Amazon. Top Seven Mistakes Women Car Buyers Should, should Avoid. We're going to tell you how to get that book. But before uh, we get to that, I want to I want her to share one more nugget of gold with us. When it comes to um, secrets, what is the top secret most local car dealers don't want, particularly women buyers, to know about? Michelle, they got to buy the book. Just give them a little nugget. Just give them an enticer, you know, kind of like foreplay. Research. Research. Oh. Let's just say, do some research. Let's just say that. Do some wow. research. Buy the book. Yes, they got to buy the book. Do some research before you go before you go buy a car. Research and homework. Okay, so come and basically do some research about the type of cars that you are interested in. Make don't sure come. Don't come. Don't don't come in blind. Okay. Have some mm-hmm. some information. Um, so that when they spill and they spill to you, you can tell if it's for real or if they just spill and a spill to try to, um, you know, try to entice you or try to flatter you into buying what they've got to offer. Right, so, because one thing, yeah, and one, Rochelle, one thing about a car dealership, they will Google you. You know, they will Google oh, you. Listen, that they will Google right you. There. I bet y'all didn't know that. I bet y'all didn't know that. Listen, they will Google you. They will Google you. So it's like my daughter my daughter is in the process of buying a car. So we have to go shopping blind because she's like, Mom, I don't want people to know that I'm your daughter. <laughs> she said because when they when they Google you, 
then I don't feel like I'll get a fair deal because they they look at you and they look at your Facebook page and they look at right. your extravagant lifestyle. It's like, oh, they can pay for this car. She's like, because I don't feel like I get a good deal if they Google you and they know who you are and they know that you're this carcierge and they know this and they see you. And so it's like, okay, well, Tell them your name is this and tell them your name is this and don't give them my phone number and don't give them. So she has to almost go in like an alias and not affiliate herself to me because they'll Google her. But she has to make sure that she's not affiliated to me so they won't connect her to me and be like, oh, that's her mom and her mom lives here and they do this and they, oh, yeah, they can afford the car. So they will Google you. Yeah, they will Google you and see where you live and how you live in. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So when you set appointments and they know who you are, they'll Google you. They'll look at your Facebook pictures. They'll see, like, how you live in, if you can afford this car. Oh, yeah, they Google you. I, I used to do it all the time. I knew who my yeah, clients were. Yeah, you have it. I knew, yeah, I, knew, I knew my clients before they got there. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So you know them before they get there. So they have an so advantage you of you when you set an appointment. Wow. That, and that's so not in the book. So there you That's have just it. Some more nuggets. <laughs> there you have it. Nuggets of gold on what you should do and how you should protect yourself and keep more money in your pocket when you are going out to buy a car. Now, um, we've been talking about excerpts and, and nuggets of gold about keeping more money in our pocket when it comes to our wealth and car buying experience. But I want Teresa to share with you um, her book how you can get it, and how you can get in contact with her with regards to utilizing her. Because remember, she can do all this haggling and stuff for you, and you don't ever have to do it. I know people that she's actually got their car for them. Again, she lives in North Carolina. This one fellow I know lives in Texas. He wanted, he used her to get his car. He never had to go to North Carolina, and she really never didn't have to come to Texas. But he had his car, he got the car he wanted, and it was delivered to him, and she did all this stuff that we're talking about that you could just completely avoid. So, Teresa, tell them about the book and how they can get the book. Okay, so the name of the book is The Top 7 Mistakes When a Car Buyer Should Avoid, and it's um, expert tips from Let's Go Buy a Car. The book is on Amazon, um, so you can get the Kindle version or you can get the um, the regular book. So that way you can, yeah, that's how you can get the book. Um, you can contact me. My website is um, com. That's my website. I'm on Facebook, Let's Go Buy a Car. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Let's Go Buy a Car. I'm also on Twitter, Let's Go Buy a Car. So you can find me pretty much everywhere. I have a YouTube page, Let's Go Buy a Car. I'm Let's Go Buy a Car Everything. So everything, let's go buy a car. Um, my phone number is pretty much um, out there. If you need to call me, you can always call me. I'm available for consultations. Um, I work all over the United States. Most of my clients, if they want to hire me, my prices are on my website. So if you need um, the consultations, so I'm available for that. The cars are normally delivered to you. And, and I explain the processes, you know, when you call me. I can help you sell your car if you have a car that you want to sell. I can help you sell your car. I can help you buy a car. We can buy pre-owned cars. We can buy new cars. We can also help you lease cars. So we do everything from Ford to Ferraris, high-end, um, some of the lower end. So I'm kind of scaling back on the very, very low end because they're too tough to buy. But that's and I'm easy to find. So reach out to me, and I'm always there. So there you have it, you guys. Uh, Miss Teresa Car, Miss Teresa Carcierge Crawford, with her business. Let's go buy a car again. Nuggets of gold. Hopefully, you guys uh, wrote down lots of information. But better yet, if it's something that you just totally want to avoid doing, um, doesn't hurt to have a conversation. Look at her stuff. She does. She does. She's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. And she has some wonderful um, information that she disseminates out all the time to help all of us to have a better experience. I know personally that the next time I go to buy a car, 
I don't want to deal with the hassle or the, the hustle or the, the game plan either. I'm going to use Teresa because, again, I don't have to be where she is. I could tell her I want a white Mercedes S550 um, with gray interior or whatever, and she'll, you know, find me the car. Or I want a BMW, ooh, the 6 the six series is just popping. Oh, no, they, you know, they, the, they, got, no, they have a new 8 series that is like, oh, oh my girl. God, it is like. Yes, an A-series coupe that is like, you have to look oh, at it. See, yeah, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or if I want that Range Rover with the red Range Rover with the black rims, you know, with the mm-hmm. whatever, yes. I could tell yes. Teresa mm-hmm. and she will go find it and I won't have to haggle or do anything and it'll all be done for me. Um, and then better yet, I, she can have the car delivered to me. So, again, if you guys are interested, go check her out. Look her up on any social media. Let's go buy a car, go get the book, say the book title one more time, Teresa. It's a top seven mistakes women car buyers should avoid. Go get that book. It's on Amazon.com. It's got great reviews. Go get the book and not just buy one book, but if you have a family full of women or you have women in your life um, that you want to help to keep help them keep more money and wealth in their pocket, Get the book for them. They make great gifts for birthday, um, college graduation, because you know they don't teach the kids anything about finance or buying a car or anything in college about handling their money, Um, not unless they're a finance major. But, you know, they make great gifts, and it's information that you can use over and over again. But if you don't even want to do that, I say just call Teresa, get in contact with her, and let her help you get the next car of your dreams. And so I want to thank you, Miss Teresa Crawford, the concierge extraordinaire, for being Yay. a guest on Blissful Living. It was a pleasure to have you, and I knew it would be very informative um, and enlightening, filled with a lot of information and nuggets of gold. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to um, bless us with your presence. And yeah, I want to thank you so listeners. much. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for just having me on and letting me be able to share with the world how to save money and how to not oh, be I taken advantage of. Oh, I love it. You're very welcome. Very welcome. And I want to thank you, listeners, because um, without you, this podcast would show would not be possible. Please share this show with everybody you know. If you know somebody buying a car, you definitely want to share the show. If you think some, you know people you think that might be buy, wanting to buy a car, you definitely want to share the show with them. Again, thank all of you. I want to thank our sponsors, All Day Cable Incorporated, All Day Cable Inc. dot com, and Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living for the number four and the letter U. dot com. Um, and Until next time, I want to wish all of you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit. May you be healthy, wealthy, and wise, as they say, but definitely keep a lot more money in your pocket the next time you go to buy your dream car. And until next time, this is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, saying take care and goodbye for now, everyone. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson. R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.